course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to a special bonus edition of fourth and one. I'm Todd. Bonus edition, Todd. What? Yeah. You mean, uh, you mean we're wanting to do extra work right now? I'm making, yeah, I'm making you do overtime. <laughs> For the the for the podcast, um, which you know me, I love football, love talking about football, love learning about football. <laughs> you know, so this is a golden opportunity that you and I both thought would be really cool to just kind of learn a different perspective of the industry that you and I have no clue about. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a unique opportunity. Um, um, here in in a few minutes, uh, Chris Cabot, who is the CEO of Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, um, is going to join us, and he's going to talk uh, a little bit about. Um, you know, kind of what goes on behind the scenes in the NFL this time of year, we're just coming off of the NFL combine. We're just coming off the, the decision day for franchise tagging or, and or transition tagging players. Although I, nobody ever seems to use the transition tag, um, you know, but it's a crazy time of year. You, you know, you had the Rogers, um, contract and the Russell Wilson trade that, that happened on Tuesday this week. Um, you know, reports are going to start to leak out here in the next week about players, and where they may be signing. And then of course um, the, uh, the window for, for teams and players to actually begin negotiating opens on Monday, March 14th. Players can actually execute and sign those contracts on March 16th. And away we go, right? Um, a lot of the big name boards are going to start flying off or big names are going to start flying off the, the free agent board here in the coming weeks. And there's nobody who knows it from the inside better. Um, I, I can't remember. Help me out. Uh, I feel like, there's somebody that most of our audience will know that, that Chris represents. Yeah. It's uh people like to call him QB one. Um, he's, you know, he got Chris helped him uh, get a significant amount of money that if he ever wants to help me as well, get that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have skills for that, but yeah. I hope to someday. Does Oakley uh, want to sponsor the podcast? I, I, uh, I mean, we don't have a lot of like video content, but we do have a Twitter account. You know, we could use, we could leverage that. My mom follows that, I think. <laughs> Either way, yes. Yeah, so for people that don't know, we're referencing Patrick Mahomes, but most of Chiefs fans, I think, already figured that out. By I, now. I would hope so. If they if they were thinking it was Matt Saracen, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Friday Night Lights reference. Uh, well, you got to remember, you know, my mom does listen to the podcast, and you know, right. she, yeah. she, you know, she she's appreciative if we, you know, do that for her. All right. Anything else you wanna you wanna no. add before we uh, invite Chris on? No, I think I think you crushed it right there, Todd. Good job. All right. yeah. Proud of you. As, as I regularly do, hashtag <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and now we welcome in Chris Cabot, who is the CEO of Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a busy time of year, so I, I really appreciate you squeezing us in for a few minutes. Absolutely. No, good to, good to be on here. So we, you know, we kind of wanted to get a, a little bit of an insider's perspective as we head into free agency about what this time of year is like, because you guys are coming off the combine, right? Um, you've just gone through the franchise tag situation, but there's a lot of moving parts behind the scene in the NFL right now, right? Absolutely. Um, so what is this time of year like when clients are potentially heading into free agency and kind of staring into the abyss, not really knowing what their fu- their NFL future holds? Sure. I, I think for the fir- for many, the first time through free agency coming off a rookie contract is the first time they've had uncertainty in their lives since they went from the draft, since they were going to the draft, going from college to pro, when there was about a three-month, four-month span there where you don't know where you're going to be next. You don't know, you be pl- you don't know where you'll be living next. You don't know where you'll be playing next. 
So it's a little bit of uncertainty. None of us like uncertainty in life. So for, for some guys, this is an opportunity where it's a little bit up in the air. And I was just going to say, and it's our job to try to give them uncertainty, probably give them certainty in an uncertain environment. So obviously March 14th is the official opening of the legal tampering window where teams can start to talk about dollars and cents with players and, and agents, but there's nothing that stops an agent from reaching out to teams engaging interest and things like that in the meantime. And I can promise you, I've been extremely active there. You're given that, do the players have a pretty good idea then as they head into next week and they head into that legal tampering period, you talked about, about what teams are interested in and what the market kind of looks like, or is it kind of like the wild, wild west for those guys? So I can only speak for myself and I can only speak for our clients, but I, I can tell you this, we're, we're as prepared as we can be. We're for the guys that we have a free agency, about 90% sure where each of them will, will be. They and their families are about 90% sure where, where they will be because of the communication we've had with them. So tr again, try to give certainty during an uncertain time. And I was, I was curious, how much preparation goes into this period? Is it months on end where you're like, Hey, this city might be here. This city might be there. Like how much, how much goes into it? A lot of us on the outside aren't going to realize to give that type of certainty. Sure. There's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of work that goes into it from the perspective of, for us, we're, we're trying to make the case for our client. We're trying to make the case for our client to be a starter on a new team or to be, or to be paid X amount or to have both well-paid great opportunity for playing time. And in doing that, you really have to have your ducks in a row about how this player compares to other players, the position and you're tracking a variety of stats, everything from age to production, to play time, to you name it, really everything imaginable. What I like to do is I like to have, especially coming off a rookie contract where you have four years of production there, Ideally, got willing four years of production. I like to compare where the athlete was this past year, where they, where they stacked up. I like to compare where they stacked up over a two-year sample, a three-year sample, and a four-year sample, and then compare that to every other player at the position in free agency. And then I start to rank. You know, I, I rank where the player would fit in there. So if you look at games played, you know, the one-year, the two-year, the three-year, the four-year sample each with a rank, if it's talking about running back carries running rushing yards uh, yards per carry touchdown rushing touchdowns receptions receiving yards um, yards per reception receiving touchdowns and i'm ranking all those and then I, I rank those and then i average them and then i also do a mean and then i do an average and a mean with the high and the low throw out thrown out and then I, I do the same thing with all the other players in the position so that gives me a really, really good idea of where folks fit in and sit in. And then I will take that ranking, especially with four-year composite, I think is very fair. And I say, okay, well, one, two, three, four, et cetera. And I look at the highest paid the position. And then I kind of assign the ranking to the compensation. And then you look at things too, like inflation, cap going up, things like that. So that's how I prepare. That takes a lot of time. We have a fantastic staff here at SSC. Does a really good job. The folks here, like Ian Hill, that helped me with that, and I'm greatly appreciative, very appreciative for that. So that's a lot of what goes into preparation. 
how, I mean, so those are some like objective things that you look at, right? But fit seems to be like scheme fit or things like that, or, or culture of a team is a little bit more nebulous. It's a little bit more subjective. So what type of factors do you and your, and a, and a client have to consider to make sure that not only are you getting the right compensation, but it's going to be a good fit moving forward? No, absolutely. A thousand percent. So last year I had the, the privilege to work alongside of Cameron Foster, who's an excellent agent here at Steinberg Sports. Cameron represents Samson Abucon. Samson's a defensive end for the 49ers. Samson was coming off four years with the Los Angeles Rams. Their defensive scheme had changed while he was there. So he was, he was playing in, in a 4-3 for many years. They changed to a 3-4 scheme on defense. He wasn't playing as much his final year. The Niners ran a 4-3 with his hand in the dirt, you know, edge rusher. The Niners saw him as a complimentary starter, obviously in your rotation of defensive linemen. And in that belief of what he would be in their system, in what he would be as far as snap count, things like that, play time, we found a really good fit. We found a really good fit from the perspective of he would be playing more, he would be playing in a natural position, it would be in a scheme where he would end up having a lot of productions. Sanchez had a lot of sacks this year. He played really well, and it was he was absolute balling out in the playoffs. There were some great images of 56 after a sack, like celebrating. I mean, something like an anime. It was really amazing. In addition to that, Samson hails from, from Portland, Oregon, not terribly far from San Francisco, the Bay Area, so a short flight, kept his family close there. And when you looked at opportunities, it just made sense, just made sense on a lot of levels. So I think you have to think about geography. I think you have to think about playtime. I think you have to think about starting. I think you have to think about winning. I think you have to think about compensation. Obviously, too, for athletes with, that are married or have children, that becomes consideration. And then you also have to look at it too, where someone's at in their career. If they've, if they've never won, winning is going to be appealing. If they've already won and they have a Super Bowl ring, playing elsewhere and, and having that ring or pursuing that ring may not be as important. I'm curious for you, like when next week starts and from your experience in the past, how hectic does it get once negotiations start? Do you have like three or five phones available like all at once with or maybe calling or like just kind of can you describe it for people what it's like? Because I'm envisioning like a stock market type of thing where it's just pure chaos at that moment. Yeah. I've, I've always been proactive. I've never been reactive. And for me, a lot, a lot, a lot of the work has already been done. And like I said, you, the agents, there's nothing there. There's nothing inside the ages for making calls. So I, for me, um, my ducks are very much in a row. Obviously, there, there will be calls. There will be busy. It'll be a busy time, that's for sure. Um, I've always been a one phone, one phone person. Um, I don't need don't need multiple. You know, would rather have a lock on with one than a lock on with three. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a busy time. A lot of communication. And it's also tier. You're going to have certain free agents that coming right off the, the shoot heavily, heavily pursued some a little bit further down the line. So sometimes you just have to be a little bit patient there too. What, so what are some of the things for those of us who are outside, you know, like I've never been an NFL prospect, obviously. Right. Me neither. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but you've been part of these negotiations. So is there something too, you know, significant to getting these deals done that maybe people just don't understand or realize when they, you know, they just hear Adam Schefter break the news or something? I think if you just see Adam or Ian Rappaport or, or anybody, any NFL insiders breaking the news, it, there's things have been going on for a while. It's not, it's never like it just happened that second. A lot of work goes on, a lot of conversations, a lot of communication. What type of research? I mean, you kind of mentioned the, the, the analytical part there. Um, I mean, how much do you guys get, how granular do you guys get in additional research to find the best deal for a client in terms of, I mean, cost of living in different cities, taxes, things like that. I mean, there's probably a lot of things players don't always think about, but I, how, do, is that part of your job to make sure that there's no stone unturned and that you're, you never get surprised and then they in turn never get surprised because they know exactly what to expect? I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say I, I leave no stone unturned with that. And obviously 13.3% income tax in California it ends up being a lot different than 1% or, or, or no state income tax in Texas or, or Nevada or, or Tennessee. Well, and, and I'm curious in all this from the, what fascinates me from this perspective is how versatile you have to be to know state by state, like, Hey, this is what the benefits are here versus this is what the benefits are here, whether it's tax, whether it's school district, whether it's things of that nature that uh, most of us aren't going to think about in that regard. Got to know a little bit of everything. So is, is there a moment, and I know you, you know, I don't want you to name necessarily specific teams or stuff like that, but um, you, I mean, you, you talked about Samson and stuff like that. Are there other guys when you talk about like, um, you know, the family situation or that, that looking for a ring that kind of, um, are, are there some situations that kind of illustrate, you know, what, what experience you can add in those moments to help, help a player make a decision, um, you know, and, and make a good one for, you know, a well, good, well-rounded decision. At the end of the day, I think what you want to do is you want to make sure you're helping people make informed decisions, give them the pros, give them the cons, both sides of the coin, all the facts, all the information, all the everything. And if, if you can do that, I think you can help them make a, it can inform decision that, that helps them well. Obviously, folks advance their career by playing. And playing means you're, you're winning. Playing means you've got the opportunity to make more money or earn more money or, or do whatever or give yourself more demand in the league. So I always want to put folks in a position to play. One other thing I was curious about was the relationship and and the give and take and the trust that you have to have with, with a player. I mean, I'm sure there are times a player maybe goes into free agency with one thing in mind. Do you ever have to talk a player out of going somewhere or is that something you try to stay away from? Like, cause you said, like you said, they add value by playing. So do you ever have to be like, Hey, I know this sounds the most appealing, but you know, here's, here's, exhibit a b and c why i think this could be a bad situation for you and why you know maybe consider these other three things in looking at this other offer oh certainly there's going into free agency oftentimes means that the team that you were on 
didn't resign you or was willing to let you test the market. And there can be some resentment there. There's going to be some hard feelings there. And, and sometimes those feelings play a role in things and you can't, you just have to make sure that the emotions aren't making decisions that, that logic is making decisions. And, and I, I won't go into specifics, but over a 15 year career, we have, <laughs> I have experienced every emotion that I think any human could experience through this game of football. And I think clients have too. So we have to be there for each other in those moments to just make sure that a, a cool, calm mind thinks it through. And then my, my final question for you is just given your experience, what is there like a moment or memory that's really kind of stuck with you that maybe you learned from, or you just really enjoyed that moment when you're able to kind of put that all together for a client? Absolutely. There's, there's so many great memories. I mean, at the end of the day, this is, this is things that people have dreamt of their whole life. So anytime you're in a position to help make dreams come true, it's a blessing. It's exciting. It's, it's really incredible. I'm, I'm so happy for our players. I'm so happy for their families in these situations. The guys have worked so hard and there's only 1% that make it this far. And there's 10,000 really, really, really good players at home that would give anything to get a shot. So it's, it's a blessing when, when you can make it this far. We, today we announced that it's a, it's a one-year extension for Logan Woodside, who's back at quarterback in Tennessee Titans. But Logan grew up in Kentucky, small town. Went to all these camps. Used to win all the, the trophies. And he didn't have any Division I offers for the longest time. One time he beat a guy out of the camp, won the trophy. Guy came over to him. I won't say the player's name because he actually would, he would be relatively known. He's no longer in the league, but <laughs> he came over to him. And he said, you know, congrats. He says, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my trophy if you give me one of your offers. Yeah, the guy had 31 offers. Logan didn't have any. Later on, Logan received uh, some offers. And he went to Toledo, had a great career out there. And, you know, he's going on year three as the backup in Tennessee, but a special young man from a special family. But, you know, that alone, those are the types of stories that are out there. And, and you, it just makes you so happy for guys and their families. All right. Well, hey, Chris, I really appreciate your time. And wanted to thank you again and publicly for, uh, for joining us back in August to talk about Therese Paler. Um, I know that meant a lot. One of Therese's favorite things was to do, uh, like, movie reviews during the offseason season. Um, if you're ever up for doing a, a Jerry Maguire movie review podcast, I think Nick and I would be happy to, 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 to get your thoughts on that too. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting. First, my pleasure on Therese. I mean, I'm tearing up just a little bit, just even thinking about him. He was such a special human, such a special soul. He was a, really a blessing to everyone that was lucky enough to know him. And I, I stress the word lucky. He was a true friend. Um, you know, Mr. Steinberg, our, our chairman, he, um, he was one of the subjects for the movie Jerry Maguire. And I, um, when I met Lee for the first time in 2013, even before I started consulting Steinberg sports, I remember being in high school and, and seeing that movie. And 
you know, for a, for a kid who grew up on a dirt road and dirt driveway, I, uh, you know, a lot of things seem impossible, but by hard work and, and God's grace, a lot of things come through. So that was definitely a movie that kind of opened my eyes to something and been lucky. So, uh, no surprise that Therese and Lee Steinberg and Jerry Maguire were just all in the same sentence there. All, all positive, all good things. And uh, before I forget, uh, tell us about the CEO uh, school, the virtual conference yeah. that you've been doing this week. Cause I mean, uh, Todd and I are curious about being CEOs someday. No, I know. Sure. Absolutely. So that tonight is night two of CEO school. And that was just something we've, we've done a lot of virtual education at Steinberg sports, whether it's our NIL conference or NFT conference or our agent academies that Mr. Steinberg runs or the sports career conference that Mr. Steinberg runs. But when I, when I was appointed this position in, in July of 2020, practicing law, passing three bar exams, representing clients as an attorney in entertainment, and then as an agent in sports, being the COO of our organization, being the president of our organization, none of those things prepared me for the responsibilities I would have as a CEO. And I just, I learned a lot and I was made aware of a lot. And I thought to myself, you know, there are things I, I wish I would have been made aware of even in my career track, even as COO, as president, you know, maybe one day assuming that position of CEO, that I should start to learn more about HR. I should start to learn more about insurance and insuring assets. I should start to learn more about pro formas, financial reporting, things like that, um, regulations, compliance, things of that nature, all things that I learned on the job. And I just thought it was, it's just something for a long time that I thought, you know what, it, whether you're an entrepreneur, kind of a founder, CEO, creating your own company from scratch, or you're climbing the corporate ladder, or you're looking to transition, just good things for people to know, good things for people to be aware of. So that's, you know, that's where all that came from. Well, hey, I uh, appreciate you sharing your knowledge with, with, you know, the CEO world. Appreciate your sharing your knowledge with us uh, and our audience about uh, kind of what goes on behind the scenes during this time of free agency. And uh, again, this was Chris Cabot, CEO of Steinberg Sports Entertainment. Thank you so much for your time, sir. You got it. Y'all take care. You too. All right. Well, that was Chris Cabot, the CEO of, of Steinberg Sports Entertainment. Uh, um, and listen, guys, I, you know, I mean, agents, a lot of people, people probably know who Lee Steinberg is, right? I mean, there's a few big name agents out there. Most people who follow sports know Scott Boris, for example, names like that. Um, you know, there, there are a few people who've had the kind of rise and, and wield the kind of behind the scenes power that a guy like Chris Cabot does in terms of um, the connections he has within the league, the deals he has struck, the players he represents, uh, you know, the brands too, right? I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't always think about the agents having those kind of connections, but you think about the, you know, the, the commercials you see Patrick Mahomes on, whether it's state farm, you know, whether it's the Oakley things like that. Um, you know, I mean, Chris Cabot and Steinberg sports, they have a hand in, in all of that and in, in building the Patrick Mahomes brand and the Patrick Mahomes enterprise. 
like I said, we are we are available uh, podcast wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's obviously welcome anytime he wants to come back on. So yeah, yeah I appreciated him taking the time to to do that for us. I appreciate Jesse, who was helping uh, help coordinate that for us. So thank you to both of them for taking the time to do that. Because here on Fourth and One, we always want to learn more, and we want to be able to give people a platform to kind of tell us more of the stuff that we don't know. Even though you know, we don't know what we don't know sometimes, Todd. Okay, so I, I yeah. love to learn. I love to learn, and so I thought this was. I enjoyed getting to hear that and kind of getting to hear that side and that perspective on it. But we will have another podcast come up on Friday where Todd and I kind of give our dreams for free agency for the Kansas City Chiefs and what we uh, what we hope to happen there. Todd, you may, you putting your list together? I am, and I I'm not sure that it's realistic. Um, I'm just not sure that's realistic because, like, one of them is to sign Jerry Rice in his prime. Um, and I don't know if that's going to happen, Nick. I'm not optimistic. There, there was also, I mean, I know, I, I just, I did want to check on you yesterday um, after word broke that Mike Williams, um, you know, had reached a, an agreement on a contra- new contract, contract extension with, with the Chargers. I was very worried, um, you know, and I think Jerry Rice in his prime would be a good fit in Kansas City. I just don't know that it's realistic. Don't worry, Todd. I was, I was able to make it through it. Um, so thank you for your concerns about Mike Williams <laughs> going, uh, remaining with the Chargers. It's unfortunate. And then Russell Wilson's going to the Broncos now and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, you know, we can delve into all that. And obviously yeah. Orlando Brown got franchise tagged this week. So there's some, some big news there and what our expectations might be surrounding that situation. Um, you know, certainly that can all be part of tomorrow's podcast. Well, Friday's, but yes. Yeah, what day is it? Oh man, I, oh man, it's only Wednesday. Yeah, we gotta get, we get, a, <laughs> get a snowstorm to get through first. Okay, so let's yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's get through the snowstorm first, and then our reward will be doing the podcast on Friday. That's right. So yeah, I mean, if you're stuck at home uh, when this snowstorm hits on Thursday, um, you know, go listen, go re-listen to every episode of the Fourth and One podcast. I, I hope I don't have to drive and pick you up because I only like making a, a to and from drive through snow. I am working remote, so. Okay. Well, that's good because I, <laughs> I didn't want to have to track all <laughs> the way You will out. not have to drive and pick me up. <laughs> Outstanding work. So until next time, Todd, I bid you do. Take care, kids. <laughs> <laughs>